Shalom Aleichem. Welcome to The Schmooze, the Yiddish Book Center's podcast. I'm Lisa Newman, and today I'm joined by Zeke Levine. Zeke is a 2018 Yiddish Book Center fellow and our podcast producer. Welcome, Zeke. Thank you, Lisa. Great to be here. Great to have you here, and uh, let's go for full transparencies for our listeners. Um, our studio has been temporarily out of commission due to weather-related damage, and so I guess we decided while we're undergoing repairs, we thought that Zeke and I would join one another. It's uh, usually not doesn't happen that way, um, for a little broadcast from our temporary headquarters. If you hear some hammering in the background, it's just proof positive that we are being repaired. Um, And we thought it'd be fun to bring you a roundup of recommended reads to take you through the winter months, and also uh, in celebration of the just-announced Jewish Book Council Awards. So here's how we're going to do this. Zeke, you'll cover the Yiddish books, and I'll cover the English language recommendations. Sound good to you? That sounds great. All right. What'd you come up with? So in honor of our uh, small episode of The Schmooze today, I thought it would be fitting to feature a few small books. So all of these books are pretty small. I'll let you know the dimensions of them as I go through them. So our first is a pretty uh, well-known book. It's one that we have recently featured on our Instagram, and I definitely recommend that you check out our Instagram for more recommendations. Um, So this book is called Say It in Yiddish, and it's from uh, Beatrice and Uriel Weinreich. And it comes in at 13 by 8 centimeters, so uh, so not too big. And essentially, this book is a phrase book of, of Yiddish um, expressions that you would use in everyday life. Um, and it was, it was written in 1958, so it sort of reflects the times. For example, my favorite sentence in the entire book, if you were at a party and you wanted the, the band to play a foxtrot, then you would know how to say spielt sei so gut a foxtrot or a rumba or a tango. This is kind of the musical sensibilities of the time. Can I can I just inject something here? Sure. Interject, um, which is I love this little book and it's so funny you mentioned it. When you say it's little, let's tell our. Um, it was a pocket book that you could put in your pocket when you were traveling. Right. Right, and it's got all these phrases. And it's so funny that you mentioned this because I pulled this out. Last evening at the end of the day with Randy Silnitzer, we were going over some a project that we were working on, and we're going through that phrase book. It's just wonderful. Okay. Yes, it's a, it's a wonderful that. book, and the rest of these books kind of fall into that same category, books that you might be able to just carry around in your pocket. Um, and so my second recommendation is a book called Zingen mir Fasholem. So that means uh, we sing for peace. And it was compiled in 1965 by Sam Lipson. And this book comes in... A little larger, 16 centimeters by 11 centimeters, but it still might fit in a big pocket. And this is a collection of Yiddish folk songs and American folk songs that tend to focus on uh, political activism and resistance. So a very interesting book um, to come out of 1965, one that if you and a couple of friends had the book, you might be able to sit around a campfire and sing in Yiddish. Now, our uh, our next set of books here, these are books that were sort of uh, meant to help uh, recent immigrants as they came to the United States. They could have these books in their pocket, and they could read it wherever, or they could pull it out if they needed to express something in English. Um, so the first of these is called Tashin Lawyer, so that's a pocket lawyer. And this came out in 1912, um, and it was prepared by a man named Morris Salem. And this book, 18 by 12 centimeters, this would also fit in a pocket or, um, you know, you could easily just carry it around. 
and it has chapters on how to deal with agreements and contracts, insurance and trademarks, among other things, and gives you the lingo so that you can you can negotiate with uh, with your American uh, boss, or you can Amer- you can negotiate with anybody American, um, and you can just sort of look up these phrases. Now, in this same sort of style is a book called Der Citizen, so The Citizen, and it's a guide to naturalization that was prepared by Alexander Harkavy. 13 by 10 centimeters, also very good for the pocket, very good to sort of walk around with. So this contained documents, um, you know, historical documents from the United States that were then translated so that the, um, you know, recent immigrants who were studying, um, who were you know, studying America could uh, understand what some of these documents meant. And then there's a series of questions um, related to the United States where all of the answers that are there are in English but actually translated into Yiddish. So if you just read Yiddish, you could sort of sound it out and you'd know what it sounds like in English. So this is really, really a fascinating book and I'm sure helped a lot of people. Um, Now, another book that probably helped a lot of people is is a Yiddish-Hebrew dictionary that we found that was um, published in a DP camp in in Munich um, around the late 40s or early 50s. This one is pretty small, 11 centimeters by 8 centimeters. Um, And this would have, you know, for, for people who were planning to move to Israel, this was a way to learn words and phrases in Hebrew that would be helpful to them. Um, This is something that they could carry around. And finally, um, probably the most interesting thing that that I found, or that was shown that was shown to me by another fellow, Alyssa Sperling, is a prayer book that is four by three centimeters. So if you can even imagine that, it's less than the size of your pinky, and it has these tiny illustrations that are quite beautiful if you can see them if you have a magnifying glass, um, and so. If you ever come to the Yiddish Book Center, just ask about this book, and we will be happy to show it to you. It is really, really amazing. Wow. That was great. And I love the um, idea of the construct of the tiny books that fit in your pockets. Right. Um, quick question before I share my thoughts on the English language books. Sure. Um, more in my wheelhouse. Are all of these books available um, in our digital Yiddish library or not? I believe that with the exception of the Yiddish Hebrew Dictionary and the prayer book, they, they, are, all, they are all available. Um, I know for sure that Zing and Mirfar Sholem is two editions of it. Um, and so you should definitely check that one out. And if you ever come to the Yiddish Book Center, we'll be happy to show you anything that we have. Great. And they'll all be in our back pockets. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm going to share some of the books that are too large for my back pocket, but I could say safely all sort of um, sit on my side table for bedside reading, um, all on my list. So here we go. Actually, how funny how this works, Zeke. Um, the first book I have, without knowing what your selection was, is a, is a small book. So translator um, Rose Wallman was recently at the center. She did a reading of her translation of Pioneers, also a recommended read. Fantastic uh, work, great translation. And while she was here, she showed me a copy of her chapbook translation of I.L. Parrott's story, Married. Um, it's described as a tragic story of love and desperation, and it's only 40 pages long. Um, and I was captivated when I read the opening line, which 
reads, I remember myself from when I played with jackstones and baked challah out of clay in the courtyard during summer months. And it's just a charming little book. Um, and for those who don't know about chapbooks, they're very tiny um, books. And this is 40, 40 pages. It's a great story. And um, thank you, Rose Waldman, for sharing that with us. Next on my list, in no particular order, is Jeremy Dauber's latest work, Jewish Comedy, A Serious History. And Jeremy writes a really great book um, that takes us through sort of the tradition of Jewish humor, kind of dating back from ancient tradition um, and sketches it all the way back to the Bible um, and also to the present, um, showing us that Jerry Seinfeld and Sarah Silverman um, are the latest in a long tradition of Jewish humor. Uh, It's getting great reviews, and I'm looking forward to getting to that one next. Um, Another book that came to our attention, uh, our bibliographer and editorial director uh, shared this one, David Mazauer. Um, It's Jacob Isaac Siegel, a Montreal Yiddish poet and his milieu. Um, Siegel was born in Ukraine in 1896. He settled in Montreal in 1910 and went on to become one of the first Yiddish writers in Canada. This work is translated from the original written by Pierre Anctil. I hope I got that pronunciation correctly. Um, And he introduces us in the book to the poet's work, which was, um, though previously unpublished translations you're able to read about, it reflects on the history of Jewish immigrants who arrived in North America from Russia, the Ukraine, Poland, the beginning of the 20th century, and really tells uh, an interesting story of Jewish intellectual refugees in the interwar period, and of this I think it's safe to say maybe lesser known to many of us um, Yiddish poet. And next, um, I am halfway through, and if I'm lucky, I get to leave early this evening and finish, uh, David Fishman's new book, Book Smugglers, Partisans, Poets, and the Race to Save Jewish Treasures from the Nazis. This is just an amazing book, beautifully, beautifully written by David Fishman, uh, telling an incredibly important story, something that I think resonates with us here at the Yiddish Book Center because I believe it's safe to say it's kind of the precursor to a lot of the book rescue that we did here, but without the same kind of heroism. And I'm going to just take the liberty of reading Aaron Lansky's blurb from the back of the cover, which uh, is such an apt and eloquent description, does more justice than I can. Rivening and often heart-pounding, Fishman writes with a historian's precision but also with an eye for character and detail that rise to the level of literature, which is so true. And I urge everybody to read this. It's a really important, beautifully written, and a story that we all should hear. And um, quickly, last on my list, but near and dear to me, because I love to read cookbooks as much as I love to cook from cookbooks, um, my always go-to, it's never quite far away from me, is Modern Jewish Cooking by Leah Koenig. She never disappoints. The recipes are readable, easy, and um, sort of part of my mantra, they have to be done in 20 minutes. She's inventive um, and seasonal and just plain yummy. So those are my recommendations. And um I think, Zeke, it's safe to say that listeners who want to find these books, your selections, can be found uh, through the Yiddish Book Center's website, yiddishbookcenter.org. Maybe you can tell them how to navigate to the collections. So we have a great search function on our website. So if you go to our website and you look in the corner for the little magnifying glass, 
which I think would actually be helpful for that little pinky-sized prayer book, but okay. So you can search then, um, you can search then by title, you can search by author, and usually you can find what you're looking for, and you can always feel free to to uh, give us a call if you are having trouble finding anything. And for those who would like to find some of these English language selections, they are available both online through our bookstore at um, shop.yiddishbookcenter.org or just hop on our yiddishbookcenter.org and hit the shop button, and you'll find them there. Um, And also drop by here on site where we have a million Yiddish books on our shelves. Well, not quite a million on the shelves, but we have a million here. And the bookstore is also open, our English language bookstore. And I thought, if this is okay with you, Zeke, um, that might be worth mentioning for those who would like to hear something read aloud rather than reading it. Maybe you could just do a quick little synopsis of the Sammy Rohr audiobooks. Absolutely. So the Sammy Rohr audiobooks came from a series of um, poetry and book readings by native Yiddish speakers in Montreal. And we have many of those recordings, classic works, read in beautiful, beautiful Yiddish. Um, I definitely recommend checking these out. And I guess I will say that um, for those listeners who are not aware, all of the books that we have, the audiobooks, all of our collection source material is available to read and enjoy online for free or to download for free. And this includes our oral histories as well as archival recordings in the Brandt Collection. So um, it's cold outside, stay inside, read, listen, enjoy. And uh, should we ask them to send us any suggestions? Absolutely. We'd love to know what you've been reading and what you'd like to be reading. Great. And uh, Zeke and I are hard at work to get the studio back in order, and we'll be inviting guests back to join us. Thanks, Zeke. Thank you, Lisa. Take care. And you have been listening to The Schmooze, a production of the Yiddish Book Center in Amherst, Massachusetts. My name is Zeke Levine. I'm a fellow here at the Yiddish Book Center, as you have heard. To learn more about this podcast and to subscribe, visit YiddishBookCenter.org. And while you're there, I recommend checking out episode 106, which is Lisa's 2015 conversation with Eve Joknovitz, who translated The Vilna Vegetarian, which is another great cookbook. Until next time, be well, be healthy, sei gesund.